This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. The podcast had all but ground to a halt in the blink of an eye. Kent, the most feared and ruthless leader ever to rule the hipster clan, had finally admitted defeat in the debate about the most American movie. Oh, the team Kent Horde scattered to the wind in a single evening of flame and retribution. Victory, it seemed, was in our grasp, the very birthright of Team Joel. Nearly five seasons have passed since that night. Though Team Kent is fewer in number, the show itself has become more perilous. The arguments have evolved, but our, but our orders at Team Joel remain the same. Do overly excessive research and win each episode one by one. A most successful campaign, What's perhaps... On? Too successful. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was like four minutes long. I know. We've got, I, a, we've got I, a new show now. I, I cut edited that, that down. down as well. I cut that down from the original speech. It was like really long and I was like, okay, I want to whittle this down. Joel, what uh, is this speech from? Uh, Underworld, actually. So hey. you just write fan fiction now about fantasy situations? Is that what happens? Well, hello. Yes, that's me. <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Cell Kent. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And we'd like to listen. thank you for listening to our 200th episode. Oh, thanks for listening, everybody. We did 200 episodes. Now we're gonna quit. Um, <laughs> Take, no. Don't we can't we can't keep teasing that. We had a great time. We'll e- eventually, it'll be true. Probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like we told you, this was coming. <laughs> you didn't believe us three seasons ago. Uh, but we thank you for listening. Season and eight. Also, huh? we thank you for listening to the Team JK uh, versus Team Listener. Don't listen to that one. It's really not a great episode. No, I, I might just delete it. What a bore that Felt one cute. was. cute. Might delete it later. <laughs> I uh, And I don't want to blame it on Jacob, but I'm blaming it on Jacob. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hashtag Jacob false. Sore losers. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But, uh, thank you to our new listener. We can say that now officially. Our new listener, Spencer Larson. Congrats, well Spencer. He's uh, already yep, looking. On, yeah. We already got his first uh, tour, uh, his U.S. tour starting, so should be good. Guess what movie screening he picked? Don't say it. Detective Pikachu. Oh, we're good. <laughs> I right. knew you'd be happy. <laughs> I'm fine with that. He's like, can, you think it's cool if I see this? I'm like, it's very cool. I may not be going, but you can definitely go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, we had a bacon bit on Friday. Yeah, we did. We want to talk about that, too. Uh, we announced a event where we're going to mingle with you guys. We're going to meet the listener. And yeah. we're going to give you free food in the process. That is a cool double feature. Yeah. Uh, like, well, the food's cooler than, than meeting us. It, it actually, no, it <laughs> actually is true. Honestly, it is. Just because the food's like, good. This is a gourmet burger. This is a giant burger. The you bacon won't be able to finish burger. in one sitting. Yeah, well, like, like you said, the bacon cell burger. Honestly, it's cool enough for giving away a burger. Like, yeah. that's cool. But this burger, we have hand-designed, and it's awesome. It's like, I literally tasty. touched every one of the burgers. Ew. No, I'm, don't say that. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but, yeah, so the event will be on May 11th. Uh, from four, starting at four o'clock. Yeah. And if you download the Grub Pass app, uh, which is an app that gets you discounts at restaurants uh, in the Utah County and Salt Lake right now, it gets you discounts on off-peak hours, but and peak hours and, too. and peak hours too. But it's yeah. a, a bigger discount bigger on off-peak on hours. Off-peak, yeah. But if you have that app and then go to the event on May 11th, you can get a free bacon sell burger and meet us and hang out. I mean, the that's, bacon sale burger. That's what we're asking for. Just come hang out with us and get free food. Yeah, on a Saturday. I love free food, it and could, I like hanging out with it us. It really couldn't get better. And honestly, this doesn't have to be just about bacon sale. If you know anyone who likes awesome, great, delicious burgers for free, tell them to go. Apparently, every human needs to eat. Apparently. So if you know of any humans that need to eat, send them to From Scratch at May or on May 11th and uh, go there from 4 to 10 o'clock. We'll be there from 4 to 6. That's yeah. it. There we go. Okay. But that's not what we're talking about today. 
What are we talking about today, Jacob? Today we are talking about the queen of bacon sale. Oh, Beyonce? Oh. No. <laughs> no, that's your other podcast. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> You're getting mixed up with. Although that new live documentary she put out, oh, uh, Queen B. Yes, Queen. Yes. <laughs> you guys what have been watching that too much. Done. <laughs> we're on Twitter too much. Yeah. Uh, no, we're actually talking about none other than. Kate Beckinsale. Let us all pay homage to Kate Beckinsale. Um. So we've done, a sh- we did a show about Kevin Bacon last year. Let's talk about Kevin, episode 149. Had yep. a lot of fun doing that because we wanted to give some love to Kevin. We need to do a shout out to Kate too. Hey, Kate, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, Kate. Thanks for following, following us on Twitter. Wait, Kate's listening? Maybe yeah. that means we have to say really nice things the entire time. She'll understand. She's yeah, a very down to earth yeah, person. Yeah, she's she's super relatable. She'll get it. But oh, we, okay, <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> but we wanted to do the same. We got already give Kate back and sell the same country, and we gave Kevin Bacon, where we listed the Bacon Cell approved movies and the Bacon Cell not so approved movies. Yes, exactly. We also have a bunch of random facts to share about each one of them. So and so basically, so looking we, forward to this. We've come together, and generally, if we'll do like a top five, bottom five, we'll each do five, five, four, four, three, three, that sort of thing. But we are literally giving you a top five and bottom five just We've come together compiled right it's, now. It's very rare that Joel and I can unite Over on me. anything. Sometimes we unite in our losses. Yes. Which I don't want to bring up again. But now yeah. Jake's like, fault. We want to go over like her history. Hey, a I couple got you fun a bacon facts. sale burger, okay? Mm. That's yeah, worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. So yeah, let's get started. Basically, let's talk about who Kate is as a person, maybe her her background as well. Joel, what's her, what's her full name? Who is this person? Catherine Romery Beckinsale was born 26th of July, 1973. She was born to actors Richard Beckinsale. I said that name weird. Richard Beckinsale. Beckinsale? <laughs> I can't say Beckinsale. <laughs> Richard Beckinsale and Judy Lowe. So uh, her dad was actually in the acting business. Yes. In fact, her first uh, television appearance was at the age of four in an episode of This Is Your Life where her father was being kind of shown. It was an old game show where they bring a person on as like, this is your life. And they'd bring on like their elementary school teacher or their first, you know, employer. And they kind of like run through their life on screen for these celebrities. So it was like a post-apocalyptic like reality show. Did, well, you, did you ever see that, Jacob? No, no. It's the 1970s. Like that's just what they did. Yeah. Um. So he was like 30 years old and he's already a megastar over in England. He was in two shows, actually three, but two of his biggest shows were called Porridge. I love that. And Going Straight. You Wait, love is Porridge there, is, or is the movie, movie called Porridge? I love that or just Porridge? Porridge. But I love that a British show is called Porridge <laughs> and it was a smash success. That's so British. That's like the most British thing I could think of. Mash success. Oh, oh, oh. Because it's porridge. It's mashed. It's mashed. But you know what's crazy? And a little bit of sadness to begin with, because this really kind of formed who Kate was and how she dealt with things. I would agree. The, ve- the very year after they did This Is Your Life, he, was, he turned 31 and he died of a heart attack. She was five years old when her father passed away. He had a that congenital sucks. heart defect. At 31. And he passed away at 31 years old. Jeez. And it put her into a, a very dark place. Um, she ended up like becoming very, uh, like, not, I don't want to say a loner, but she kind of just kind of shut down other people and kind of just wanted yeah, to she purposely she was, said she did not handle adolescence well. Yeah. She, she said like, I was a mess. Yeah. She, she didn't want to get uh, too close to other people cause she didn't know when the next person was going to leave her suddenly. Right. Jeez. So also she was kind of a genius. I don't know if you guys knew this, but like age six, uh, school report found that she had the reading age of an 11 year old and her IQ was 152. At age six. And so I'm pretty sure that's a high number. 152 Joel, I know you were going to ask. Six. Yeah. Did, what does that mean to you, Jake? I'm somewhat familiar with that scale, and that doesn't seem right for age six. So smart or not smart? Really smart. Good job, Kate. <laughs> Yay, Kate. 
Uh, but she did describe herself as a late bloomer. She said, all of my friends were kissing boys and drinking cider. I love that she says cider. Yeah. Porridge. I love it. They're all drinking cider way before me. I found it really depressing that we weren't making campfires and everyone else was doing stuff like that. So it's kind of funny to think of Kate Beckinsale, who's become kind of this, I don't know, well, icon. Yes. Not fitting in, not uh, well, getting it, along with others. It's funny to think of Celine from Underworld being this awkward child as yeah. well like and she was a tortured soul as well she went to an all-girls school and mm-hmm. she was involved with like it's called the orange tree youth theater this is already very different than the kevin bacon episode isn't it crazy <laughs> i mean he actually had aspirations that way as well like he was very creative as a child yeah but she wrote fiction and poetry and so she won this award it's called the wh smith young writers award for both fiction and poetry so she won that award twice so she's a writer too yes kind of impressive well she'd been writing some movies I don't know if she has written any movies, yeah. to be honest. I think early on she was, but I'm not sure. I was going to say she had like she had a lot of struggles. She actually battled anorexia for a while at the age of 15. She went to therapy and had Freudian psychoanalysis for four years. So she had her struggles, but then she also ended up getting involved when going to Oxford. Right. Where, where she studied. She studied and then uh, going to the Oxford University Dramatic Society, which is where she gained her love for theater. Yeah. Did she, did she drop out of Oxford? She did. So she studied yeah. French and Russian literature. And then after those two years, she left to pursue her acting career. She basically said, I can't do both of these things. They're both very demanding. So I'm going to do what I love more, which is acting. Yes. Yeah, so first off, I, she was in a few plays, but it was mostly television productions over in the UK. And this is stuff that we will never, ever hear about. But the first mm-hmm. thing she got in TV was, was called Devices and Desires. I'm going to back away from that one. <laughs> Devices and Desires. Yes. She, yeah, it was a 1991, move, 1991 TV series. Did you have a home video old. called that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. That was like. actually, that was the subtitle of Saw 8. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. No family friendly on that one? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even touching that. I'm moving on. <laughs> uh, she actually said that she wanted to join. She wanted to be an actress because she grew up with both of her parents kind of involved in film. And she said that her parents seemed to have much more fun at their job than anyone else's friend's parents. So that's right. why she wanted to get into it. But then she made her movie debut in the 1993 Much Ado About Nothing. Well, she was still a student, actually, at Oxford. Now, Joel, did you recognize her immediately? Because I remember watching that, and I was probably 13 years old when I first saw that. Mm-hmm. Did you? Is that when you first acknowledged Kate Beckinsale? No, or was the cast I, so big and it had like Keanu Reeves in there? Well, that's what I was going to say. I think I was more focused on Keanu Reeves doing Shakespeare than right. I was... Anyone else in the movie is kind of like what? the guy from Bill and Ted's. Yeah, why is Bill? Why is why is Ted trying to speak Shakespearean? Yeah, that was strange. Weird. It's a weird mix. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's a very weird. I mix. mean, it's a good movie though. It's a very it's, eclectic it cast, but it does work. Yeah. yeah, and she played she played Hero, one of the main roles on there, who is kind of the love, young in love type who right. ends up faking her own death and sending her fiance into a depression spiral. Shakespeare. But Shakespeare. Yeah. Yep. But she said that it was funny because it was a completely overwhelming experience. She said, quote, no one at the premiere, no one ever, t- no one even told me I could bring a friend. I had Doc Martin boots on and I think I put the flower from my breakfast tray in my hair. So she didn't really know what she was doing. Jeez. I really feel like those humble beginnings really kind of sets who she is today, yeah. which is funny because I mean, we'll bring this up again, but like her Instagram account. Let's just talk about it now. It's completely deleted. What? What? You didn't know that? <gasps> she deleted her entire Instagram <gasps> account. What? Is this related to... Yes. Let's not talk about him. 
But let's what? say after she got a lot of heat, she got a lot of crap about Mr. her current relationship. You know, you don't want to say his name. Oh, I don't want to say his name either. He who not Voldemort. Okay, <laughs> let's just put it out there. We'll just call him Mr. Davidson. Yeah, sounds uh, very official. It sounds like he's older Pete, than he is because Davidson. he's definitely not <laughs> the Pete Davidson experience. Remember that? That no, is that. so sad yeah. because she was so clever. Like for example, what she did. Now I have to use past tense on Instagram. Is there would be a really nice uh, picture of her, like whether it was like a modeling shoot or just her looking very glamorous. Just just taking a selfie and you'd be like, oh, of course, that's like it's a it's a Hollywood selfie. Like they're just like self-adulation. But what she did is her captions were so funny and more self-effacing than anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. She, OK, I'm confirming now. I'm actually on her, her okay. Instagram account right now. She's back. She deleted it for a while. Woo! It's back, which means our Scared post, me. our post with the bacon cell shirt is probably still there. I'm actually scrolling through okay. to see if I can find it. But here's the thing about Kate Beckinsale's Instagram account. I want to say this is that she is absolutely hilarious. And she she always is self-effacing, like making fun of the way her the face she's making. And it's not like this kind of like, oh, give me compliments. It's like, right. no, I look like adult. I want to call myself out for looking like adult. It's very real and very fun. But also I want to I want to give a little bit of a warning because her feed can also her, her social media accounts can also get a little saucy. Yeah. A little bit. A, a little saucy? She seems they kind of live in sauciness. Yeah. Well, it's more she just finds certain things humorous and posts about them frequently. But like, there's something like what? Can you give us a specific things? <laughs> Actually, yeah, well said. Yeah, that's well said. Yeah. I mean, she there's finds something it funny. And I hate to say this, you know, and it's not everyone's cup of tea, but cup of tea cuz she's British, British right? But it, there's something cool about the most beautiful woman on the planet also having like this juvenile sense of humor. It is. Like she she literally likes to get in horse costumes with yes. people and run around hotels. Like the two-person horse costume. She'll get it on the run around hotels and think it's hilarious, mm-hmm. which it is. And so my, my intention of kind of skipping ahead in, into the future when she had Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that is kind of saying, you see where she began. Like she'd go to these premieres with flowers from her hotel breakfast, right? Yeah. And then now she's seen as a stunning woman where maybe she wasn't recognized before, but she still has the same personality and sense of humor. Yeah. It's yeah. super refreshing. No, and it is. It, it's fun to... Well, and that's the other thing is like when we met her, because okay, I mean, have we brought this up on the show? We met her. I don't know if we have or not. It's not like we dedicated a whole show to to, uh, our bacon bit called Bacon Cell Meets Bacon Cell back on March thirtieth, two thousand and sixteen. So long ago. Uh, We were all. I was always worried. I was worried about years ago. Wow. Don't meet your heroes. I was always worried about that. I'm like, don't meet your heroes. And she was my number one celebrity crush for the longest time. I remember your nerves. I don't know. Well, we, we were all nervous. Well, we were all nervous, but like, you know, because we you were about to me. <laughs> yes, I did punch you. <laughs> you did. It was a gleeful punch, Joel. It was. It was like, yeah, bam. But I remember we were all nervous, but like, you'd be like, well, what if she's not as cool? Yeah. What if she's, a, what if she, like, I, this is just me, but I'm like, what if she's a jerk? What if she looks kind of weird? Like looks a little more Hollywood plastic type? Like, sure. I was worried about all that, but then she, she did was, not. She was beautiful. She was gracious. She was and kind. And so cool. And I made her laugh. Yeah, that's not the point. And she um, recorded an intro for us, as we all know. Yes, that's when, what the intro when we is. didn't think the the handlers were kind of like, oh, we don't know. And she's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, she was like, okay, sounds great. So uh, meeting her was awesome. Yes, but let's go back to yeah, go back to her, her. history a little bit. Yes. So like until 1997, she was in plays, TV, and a few moderately successful British movies, like Emma, for example. So period pieces were her jam. Well, and she was in Emma like right out. It came. It, they were filming it around the same time, but it came out right after uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's yes. Emma. And so people were comparing the two and not very favorable, favorable comparisons. Okay. Even though she was actually British. Yeah. 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 Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't British. <laughs> Weird, right? That goops me right out. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing about her, Kate Beckinsale 
is that people think of her a lot from the Underworld series, like as the action star, the yes. vampire. Like that's that's uh, what people do intros for podcasts for because that identifies her as an actress. Yes. But she's never considered herself an action star. She's always thought of herself as an independent movie star who did a couple of big movies. But that's, people don't think of her that way. They think of her as like, she had a couple of big movies. What else has she done? But she's like, yeah. I like the smaller movies. Well, yeah. And she goes in phases, right? Like she did action movies for a while after the period pieces and then quit that for a few years, mm-hmm. went to indie stuff and then went back to action for a little bit. And now she's kind of back to independent film, which is great to see. Yeah. She likes doing her own thing. She actually, and then she like in 2010, 2011, she actually kind of pulled away from the Hollywood scenes because she wanted to be more with her daughter. Yes. And uh, do the mom thing for a bit. Uh, she also had an eight-year relationship with Michael Sheen. If you don't know him, he's the guy who laughs really weird on Twilight. Don't. Why did you have to go there? There's so there's so many roles crazy. that are better. That's that's what I think of Michael Sheen. I think of the weird laughing yeah. guy on Twilight. Oh, I which hate I watch that. with Riff I mean, tracks. Can I you think clarify. of something, Ken, that makes him more memorable than that? Yeah, I would say in Underworld, he's much more memorable than that. I forgot he was in Underworld. No, you he, didn't. He's also in Frost Nixon. He laughs really weird in that one too. Oh my god. <laughs> he does He's, have a crazy laugh. Stop that right now. <laughs> Look it up. Michael yeah. Sheen laughed Twilight. Yeah, he plays Tony Blair in several several movies as well. And he's a good actor. And they, they, you they have met, not won that. They, what? In The Queen? Have you not seen The Queen? No, he means you're not winning. She, he's still the laughing guy from Twilight. No, stop yeah. that. Yeah. But mm. they, so they were, they were together for eight years, uh, never married. She said she actually she, uh, just kind of considered themselves married, but they weren't. Yes. And then... Uh, they remained close friends even after their separation. Yeah, like you'll see pictures of them just hanging out. They just, yeah, they just hang out on her Instagram feed. You'll just see them kind of hanging out. And it's kind of cool to see. Are you going like, to tie this into the Sarah Silverman thing? Because hmm? if I recall right, Sarah Silverman started dating him. And then they would all three hang out. Yeah, they're like best friends. Right? I don't yeah. know. Is, is she still with Michael Sheen? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know these sorts of yeah, things. I but I know what happened at some point. Well, and then after like things were kind of getting on the rocks with Michael Sheen, Actually, on the set of Underworld, the director, Len Wiseman, uh, they met there. Right. And then the relationship bloomed and she ended up dating him, uh, her, the director of the Underworld movies. Which yeah. They married on 9th of May, 2004. But don't worry because they're all friends. Like literally, like up until her divorce, which am I jumping ahead, Joel? No, go for it. Well, no, because yeah. this guy's a tool. The new one. <laughs> Len what? Wiseman? Yeah, she's know. going to listen to this. Jacob. I don't know if she'd say that. Look, from what I from what I had seen about this, like he was a total jerk. So, was he? yeah, huh. uh, I cannot confirm nor deny. What do you mean? Are well, we, I don't know we're him, just, Jacob. We're letting you hang yourself in case Kate, Kate, Kate listens to this episode. Yeah, Kate. Kate I'm sure you're with me on this. Jacob right? Rogers. Let us, is let us his know. Name. Yeah, but no, she <laughs> seems she seems to be really cool with all her friends. Look, yeah, honestly, here's what I remember. I remember they were still married. Kind of uh, like things were on the rocks or something and she was away and then the pictures got out of him going out to clubs with like young models and stuff while she was allegedly out. find him maybe in the club. What do you mean? not allegedly there was photographic i don't know if this is true this. or not libel slander is this like us magazine is that what we're I doing i didn't know jacob I, I, <laughs> this no. is you guys you guys say, are like we're talking about our personal life i was gonna say i didn't know jacob subscribed to the len wiseman fan club but apparently that's <laughs> no the anti-len wiseman club anti, <laughs> anti yeah. yeah i couldn't have told you his name actually but i do remember that yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then people people suspected that her and Lynn Weissman actually started dating while they're on the set with Underworld. She's denied that, but who knows? And keep in mind, that did dictate much of her career for a decade there, yeah. where she did projects, um, not ex- exclusively with him, but several of her action movies were with Len Wiseman at yeah. that time. Yeah, they were. Also, I wanted to bring this up because uh, it, it just, it appealed to me. Okay. So, so she is a smoker. We know that. But she does not drink alcohol. She said, quote, 
I've never been drunk even. I've never taken drugs. I've never had a one night stand. So go Kate. I don't think I knew she smoked. You didn't know that? We talked. Like, I think we talked about did that. Did you hear her voice? I mean, she's got. What, like what this, are you saying? She no, has, she's she got has like a this, sultry voice. Yeah, it's like a little thicker. You know, it's. it's I don't think it's super attractive. Thicker. thicker. I don't think sultry you can say thicker. that. It's a thicker so, voice. I'm over here at sultry, and it's like it's thicker. Sounds you like she's I mean. eating porridge. I love it. <laughs> porridge is also a great show. Yeah. So that's all I really had for facts. Why can't you have any other uh, history facts you want to drop in there? Not history, just fun facts, if you'd like to hear those. I love Kate Beckinsale fun facts. Okay, here we go. So she was almost in the ring, but the producers said she, that she looked too young at that point. So Naomi Watts, that that role kind of made Naomi Watts into a star. Yeah. And she almost got it. Kate Beckinsale almost got it. I could, I could, I, I'd love Kate Beckinsale in the ring. Right. Naomi uh, Watts is good, too. Also, and these are a few of the roles she's turned down. Uh, Enchanted. She turned down the role of Giselle. Wow. That would have been a different movie. Isn't that crazy? Kate Beckinsale was almost a Disney princess. She'll always be a Disney princess in my heart. Yeah. I wonder why she turned that down. She seems perfect, kind of. I don't know. Maybe it's the singing. It's a little too She does have a thicker voice. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? Rumor has it. Yeah. Yeah, Full circle. No. Does she sing? I don't know if I've, I've seen her in a singing role. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Calm down, Kate. All right. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Also, I'd love to see that. She was she was asked <laughs> if she almost played Wonder Woman. She did confirm that. And she said, yes, there was a period of time a long time ago when Joel Silver was involved with it, but it worked out beautifully. And basically saying the new movie worked out beautifully. That was a wonderful film that Gall did. And then the interviewer said, do you regret not getting a chance to play that character? And she said, no, it would have been a terrible movie based on the script that I read. Oh, so see? even though I would love to see Kate Beckinsale well, as Wonder Woman, she was smart enough to go. Yeah. Well, that's that not long great. ago, but, it would have been goofy. But, yeah, but she's not exactly known for her good film choices. We'll get there. Let's get there. Well, hold on, hold on. Also, she's, she's got ne- more fun facts. She's never learned how to drive. And what? Yeah, crazy, right? That you don't, is you crazy. don't need to in London. Yeah, it's true. But she doesn't live in London. She lives in L.A., right? And she's a movie star. I mean, you don't really need someone to drive. drive for her. Also, Michael Sheen, get over here and drive. Kent wants to drive for her. I uh, I will totally Calm be her down, chauffeur. Kent. Calm down. <laughs> Kent will make a great chauffeur if you need. Don't, not really. Don't let him drive. No, I'm a good driver. I'm a very good driver. Yeah. I'll be your Uber. Um, and also, I this goes without saying, because we could go year by year of where she ranked among the sexiest women on the planet. <laughs> but notably, Esquire magazine gave her the sexiest woman alive in 2009. Mm-hmm. And so we don't need to focus on that. But basically every year... She's Kate Beckinsale. How long? How long do you would you say she's been your celebrity crush, Kent? Your number one celebrity crush? I would say since two thousand. I was probably Underworld two because that's when I probably watched the first one and the second one mm-hmm. together. So it was probably two thousand five or six. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say mine was probably around serendipity time. Like it was uh, just come back from my mission. And yeah. Everything and just what year was that? Two thousand one. Isn't it crazy? That's probably the longest standing crush that we've ever had. Yeah. It's a long time. And and that's uh, the, I mean you love your wife and everything, but well, of still. Course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that do with you? I'm just saying, like we're talking about having the what? crush on this woman and you know It's a celebrity crush, perfectly yeah. acceptable. That's that's one of the reasons Serendipity did so well is because uh, my wife really likes John Cusack. I really like Kate Beckinsale. It's a great movie for both of us to watch together. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, but that's all my fun facts. So but yeah, let's talk about her choice in movies because h- how do I say this tactfully? Go right ahead. None of her movies are that great. There's good movies she's done. Yes. And bad movies she's done. Right. But there's no great movie that she's done. I used hand gestures. I mean, a great movie is pretty rare, generally. 
But I mean, you know what I mean? It's like everyone has kind of like, like when we did our Kevin Bacon show, we're like, oh, Apollo 13. And honestly, an amazing right. it's kind of subjective too. I mean, you could say Serendipity is a great movie. I could, and I would. Yeah. But the problem is she just seems to have not a great agent, maybe. What was the what was the Jane Austen you want? Love and, it was Love and Friendship. We'll that there. that we'll was really there. good. Yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about that as well. But it just, it just seems like as we're going through, as Ken and I were going through her list of movies, I mean, she has over 50 IMDb credits to her name. And one third of them, one fourth of them are good. Well, Joel, I don't want to make this show too political, but we do know how hard it is for, especially at that era when, you know, like a Weinstein was in power, how hard it was for certain actresses to get roles. Because it though? Totally. She was involved in that whole scandal, meaning a victim of the scandal. Mm. And so that really ruined a lot of actresses' careers. I'm not saying it ruined hers because she's been steadily working. But as far as the types of roles that she may have got offered or not. I just I just feel like she's like, if I may, a Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Where she's not famous because of the roles she plays, but because of who she is as a celebrity. I, I would disagree because of Underworld. I think Underworld is that iconic But a Jennifer Aniston character. had friends, you know? Well, sure. They, they can have the iconic character, but I just feel like she's more famous for what she's for who she is rather than what she does. I it's, get a good, it's a good yeah. comparison. Other than Jennifer Aniston being the worst and Kate being cool. <laughs> Our Jennifer Aniston show is coming up. Angelina Jolie is another not. one where I'm like, she's more famous for who she is than the movie she's done. So yeah. she's bigger than the performances that go into the movie. Yes, she's, she is... Kate Beckinsale. You don't think of her as like Kate Beckinsale, the person who plays blank. You think of her as Kate Beckinsale. See, and I, I, I agree with you there. And I don't know if I don't know her agent, but I don't know if he's kind of saying here she is saying, hey, pick this movie just because. But she is a steadily working actress that continues to do movies, good or bad. And we will talk about some recent ones that maybe aren't as subjectively good. Yeah. Um, but she continues to work. Yes. So let's jump into it then. Yes. We have a list of five, the five worst Kate Beckinsale movies. We're that sorry, we're going Kate. To read. We love you. We'll get to the best. No matter how good they are, there's always going to be. This is the like five a worst. good news, bad news situation. I always start with the bad news first, so I can go up from there. You know, it's a sandwich, a yeah. compliment sample sandwich. All right, let's get let's get through this. So we have our five. So Kent, you want to start us off with number five? Yeah. So our fifth worst, our compiled number five is Underworld Awakening. This came out in 2012, which is the fourth. This is the fourth one. Underworld movie. And this is after she left for a bit and then came back. Uh, here's a synopsis. Sure. When human forces discovered the existence of the vampire and lichen clans, a war to er- eradicate both species commences. The vampire warrior Selene leads the battle against mankind. So this stars Kate, obviously, also Theo James from the Divergent series, and Charles Dance, who also plays Tywin Lannister yeah, and the yeah, malicious yeah. guy in every show And don't ever. forget, Kent, it's directed by Mons Marland and Bjorn Stein. Oh, so Marlon and Stein, is that correct? Yeah, the famous directing duo of Marlon, Marlon and Stein. Way to yeah. drop the ball, guys. Yeah. So I don't I, know who they are. We'll be talking about Underworld, I think, quite a bit in this. But I, I, like you said, she left the series after number two. That's Underworld Evolution. And they kept making the movies like they were, I think, kept they making were, one movie. Yeah, they kept making, they went for Underworld Rise of the Lycans. They went prequel route. And it still starred Michael Sheen from the first movie. <laughs> that, one, that one was still pretty good, as I recall, right? Number Stop three. that laugh. That laugh was great. That's actually pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. And so we just need that cue just to play his laugh. <laughs> but I actually really like the third one, even though... So it started, like I said, Michael Sheen, Rona Mitra, who also auditioned to play Celine in the first movie. So she got in to be the third one. Yeah. And then Kate decided to come back to action movies and bring the character back. But sadly, it wasn't the re- the arc that anyone really wanted. This one is really light on story, 
basically uh, she and Michael are abducted and then she's frozen and she sees visions that she thinks. So she's tracking Michael down and trying to escape from humans that are that have kept Michael. Her. You mean Michael Sheen and this laugh right here? <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I stop it. Okay, okay, stop it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> Michael Corvin, the character. Oh, the, the hybrid. Scott Speedman, basically. Yes, yeah. And she discovers she has a daughter. And what it does is it tries to expand the mythology outside of the chosen one character of Michael. And it just fails. The action is pretty cool in this one. Like they still have a they have a modest budget that they use pretty well. Yeah, but I well, okay. I didn't really care for the humans going after like the vampires and werewolves because I, I just like the war itself. The problem is I feel like this this movie started in the middle of the story and then ended in the middle of the story. Right, you're right. Like it, and then also the whole it might be Michael. It's not really Michael. It's this random other. It's the daughter basically. Yes. It just, it just felt like it was trying for a really big twist, and it's not a good payoff. It did pr- uh, turn a profit, though. It was it made did. for yeah, 70, 70 million. 70 million and made 160 million. Right. Uh, also has a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. What's that? Mm. Mm. Uh, but I just. The, I, the number 27? Yeah. It just feels oh. like this woman. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This one feels like it was more concentrated on action, like cool action moments and, and gory it did action. Have it. Than story, it's yes. like eh, the story is the framework. Let's really just make the action. Seventy cool. million seems like a high budget for this movie. It's it, the vampires well, are expensive to hire. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, that makes sense. They got to turn the cheap. lights down. They got to yeah. lower the. They can uh, only film at night. Yes, <laughs> I'm interested in the budget. No garlic on the ones, set. <laughs> well, honestly, but Underworld is kind of a sure thing. Like even globally, like it's going to make yeah around one sixty, around two hundred million. Whereas for other movies, don't make that a fraction of that. Basically, right. And now we're on to our number four. All right. Our By the way, these seem mean, but we just want to call them out just because. We like, did it with Kevin, this is what too. It is. Yeah. yeah, we did it with Kevin. Number too. four seems really mean number and four. inappropriate. Joel. <laughs> I miss you more than Michael Bay missed the Pearl mark. Harbor, really? When he made Pearl Harbor. Number four? Worst? Pearl Harbor Worst, 2001. I thought they would get in the middle. A tale of war and romance mixed in with history. The story follows two lifelong friends and a beautiful nurse who are caught up in the horror of an infamous Sunday morning in 1941. Sunday morning. Oh, I am Starring Kate, Ben Affleck, and Josh Hartnett, and Alec Baldwin, and some other people. And Jennifer Garner. I mean. Yeah, so made for $140 million, turned a profit, or made, made serious- $449 million yeah. worldwide. $140 million budgets. This is this an is expensive movie. This is probably her biggest movie as far as budgets. Oh, totally. this was the yeah. big break. This put her on the map, and yet we're putting it on the worst, not because of her, but because of the ridiculous love triangle between her, Ben Affleck, and Josh Hartnett. Uh, I want to quote Roger Ebert. I think he's being a bit harsh. I wish Ben and Josh would just get together. I want to I quote Roger Ebert here. <laughs> yeah, that part of the triangle. Yeah, sure. Roger yeah, Ebert said, simpler. after giving the film one and a half stars, Pearl Harbor is a two-hour movie squeezed into three hours about how on December 7th, 1941, the Japanese staged a surprise attack on an American love triangle. <laughs> wow. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. We talked about this on the Michael Bay show. That scene... The, 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 the bombing scene, scene is incredible. The bombing scene is good. Yeah. The rest of the movie bombed, though, too. Yeah. It was not a good movie. It was sloppy. It was terrible. Dangerous and puns. Poor Kate so had to endure so much on this set. Yeah. Um, apparently, Michael Bay initially uh, did not want to hire her because he said, I wasn't sure about her at first. She wore black leather trousers in her screen test, and I thought she was a little nasty. 
And then he said, says Michael Bay. Yes. And then he said he didn't want to hire <laughs> yeah. her because she wasn't quote too, be- or he wanted to hire her because she wasn't quote too beautiful. Women feel disturbed when they see someone's too pretty. And then what did he ask her to do? And then he asked her to lose weight during film. Lose weight. He's Remember how we jerk. defended Michael Bay? He's She's a, a nurse. Jerk. I take it all back. <laughs> That's the worst. When well, did we except defend Michael Kate Bay? Kate has actually defended Michael Bay. Well, she Bay. has because she's classy. She says that she's very fond of Michael Bay and thought he got a very unfair uh, reputation because of what he said to her. But she did say that she she was glad that happened later in her career because right. she was like, if I was a young actress and they would have told me that, oh yeah, that would have killed you to me. walk away from the business. Yeah, but she was a uh, she did well. Kate did well in that movie. I just don't think the rest of the movie's that good. So this is going to shock you guys because it's a Michael Bay movie. But this earned a place in the Guinness Book of World Records, really, for the movie with the most explosives used. Wow, pretty shocking for a Michael Bay movie, right? That Hugely is. shocking. It also was the first time a worst picture nominee for the Razzies was also an, uh, an Academy Award winner. They won Best Sound Editing, I think. Okay. That was the first time that See, happened. See, I think they're redeeming parts of this movie, but yeah, it's a bit stretched out. Well, the problem with... Okay, the problem with Pearl Harbor... There are redeeming parts. Yes. So, yeah. super well, slow to start with. Mm-hmm. Then it has the really good middle, and then yeah. it has the weird tacked-on ending that feels like a completely different movie. Yeah, that was a bit strange. When they do the... Uh, the when they go attack the Japanese... But I want to ask you guys a question. Sure. Seeing as how we've seen uh, From Here to Eternity, a Pearl Harbor-based movie, and Pearl Harbor, a, P- a Pearl Harbor-based movie, which do you think is the better movie? Pearl Harbor, to, easily. For, from Here to Eternity or Pearl Harbor? Pearl Harbor. I mean, From Here to Eternity is a better crafted movie, but I'd rather watch Pearl Harbor probably. Yeah. Joel? It's, you? Well, I didn't know From Here to Eternity was a Pearl Harbor movie mm-hmm. until it happened. And I was like, oh, that's why people like this movie. Because before that, I hated it. I mean, that's right. kind of a love triangle thing, too, for From Here to it Eternity. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah, it kind of is. But I, I just because of Kate Beckinsale, I got to go with Pearl Harbor as well. But it's our number four. So here's worst. the thing. I want to go to the voice of the people. And the people have spoken. 24% on Rotten, no, not Rotten Tomatoes? So on that particular site, uh, Julie C. made a comment. <laughs> she actually left a review. And it, she said... She should have chosen Danny in the beginning. Would have made me V happy. Plus, he's hotter. Dot, dot, dot. Way hotter. Five stars. <laughs> Thanks, Julie C. <laughs> Man, Julie. I just like that. Julie's reviews Joel, are always so sensitive. Joel, can we just note that even though Kent's doing what he's doing, he's still quoting from Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. I'm yeah. quoting Julie C, Jake. <laughs> from Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Flickster. <laughs> All right. So our number three movie is called Whiteout. Came out 2009. U.S. Marshal Carrie Stelko, Stet, Stetko, Stetko, let's go with Stetko. Stetson. Stetko tracks a killer in Antarctica as the sun is about to set for six months. Yeah. Directed by Dominic Senna, who did Gone in 60 Seconds and Swordfish, and starring Kate Beckinsale, Gabrielle Macht, and Tom Skerritt. So this one was made for $35 million and it made $17 million. I, I don't think I've heard of this one. It, was, it wasn't a great, it, like, it didn't make any money, and it has a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. So, Jake, think of the thing, like the setting from the thing from 1982. Yeah, Antarctica trapped in a, in a base. Take, okay. yeah. take away the aliens real quick. Take away the supernatural. Yeah, take away all supernatural elements. Okay. Keep the cold, though. Definitely keep so, the cold. So, yep, Dean and Sam cold. are not there. Keep the snow. Um, get rid of any intrigue yes. or uh, interest. And um, Add a predictable plot. Ooh, bad CGI. Bad, add that in, yes. too. Mm-hmm. And that's why so obviously <laughs> we're being pretty facetious here. It is a really, really bad movie. She tries, she tries her her darndest. She does, but I will say, like, it, it is so telegraphed. The villain in this movie, I'll just say that okay. 
you can tell who it is immediately. It's like they introduce themselves and they're like, I'm not the villain. Wink, wink. In, in fact, there's an actor here who is so like, he's like, hi, I'm Agent Mc, Agent Face. And you're going to think <laughs> I'm the killer. The character's names are amazing in this movie. Agent, <laughs> Agent Face. <laughs> that might have, that uh, that might have helped the movie. Yeah, that sounds interesting. But you're just Dr. like... Dr. McSpeechies. <laughs> yeah. And it really, I wish there were some sort of supernatural element here because the setting is cool. You can tell she's trying, but the movie she's itself is just. Hard. Did you guys good. watch this again recently, or is this just not distant memory? Did. Today, today, wow! Yeah. Today yeah. for the first time, and actually. I, I it was, it's been a while since I watched it. Uh, in fact, when I did, I think my review said something like, "Maybe I was distracted by Kate's beauty, but this movie made no sense to me because I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't follow it." So, but I had Kent watch it because I said, "Kent, I want to include this in our worst list, but yes. I have to make sure it is the worst." And it Kent came back and said. Yes, it belongs on there. It definitely belongs here. Okay. Uh, so I do have a few audience reviews that please. I would like to share. For example, Tim M says, Burr, made me feel cold. Pretty good. Four stars. <laughs> also, <laughs> Beth A says, found this on HBO while channel surfing. Really cold yesterday. 60 degrees and rainy. So we needed a movie. So suspenseful. 60 degrees? Yeah. So suspenseful. I had to walk around. Great story and unusual setting. Two thumbs up. Three stars. Thanks, Beth. Two thumbs up, three stars. <laughs> yeah. She thinks that's the top. <laughs> but it was really cold yesterday. Uh, Kate, 60 degrees. Kate Beckinsale did say that the action scenes were much less physically demanding than Underworld because she said, quote, three pairs of trousers and a parka give you a bit more protection than the latex suit that yeah. you have in Underworld. She gets frostbite in this movie and has to remove two fingers. Yes. It's traumatic. Do you know who was originally attached about to be Kate the, or her character? Her character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call. Uh, do you know who's originally supposed to be the main in this movie? Who? Reese Witherspoon. Really? She was attached to the movie, and then they changed directors and producers, and then she ended up falling out with it. But can you imagine Reese Witherspoon in that role? Yeah, strange. What they were, so this is actually a graphic novel. They were trying to make this really moody, like a noir, like crime thriller in Antarctica. And it just didn't really pan out. Crime no. thriller in Antarctica. Well, in okay. fact, the, the author was actually really supportive as they were doing the movie. But then after he saw it, he said he he hated it and said, quote, comic Carrie, meaning the Carrie uh, Stet, Stet, Stetko. Stetko from the comics uh, and would shake movie Carrie down behind the bleachers, laugh her out of the you share our name club and send her limping and mewling home to mother. And they wouldn't feel a moment's regret about doing it either. Well, that's a little harsh. I thought so too. Jeez. I think he might have had some strong feelings about that. He's one that wrote the the material. That, that's he's saying his comic yeah. one. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's go to number two. Number two. You may have heard of it. Is Van Helsing. Now, Joel, why do we put this here? Because it's part of our intro. It is part of our intro music, yeah. oddly enough. But it's good. It's Alan Silvestri in the soundtrack. Does that mean it's worse than Pearl Harbor? Yes. Hmm. So let me tell you all about it. The notorious monster is sent to Transylvania to stop Count Dracula, who is using Dr. Frankenstein's research and a werewolf for some sinister purpose. Directed by Stephen Summers, who did The Mummy. No, not that one. The 1999 one. Yes. And The Jungle Book. No, not that one. The 1994 one. Which I like. Yeah, no, you know, Mummy and Jungle Book? Those yeah, are those both are both good, good movies. Yeah. I know, but it's just funny that I was like, man, he's directed all these movies that have been made by other people, too. Or that have been remade. Yeah. It's usually the best movies that are remade, uh, Joel. It's Am I wrong? Yes. The best movies that are remade? I'm just saying there are so many good movies that are remade yeah. and they're done worse. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, That's oh, another I, show. No, I this think this I, could be a whole show. I yeah. think, no, I just think that remakes... Yeah, Remakes right. rarely improve on the original. Rarely, yes. But I'm not saying it's the great movies that get remakes. I'm saying some of the no, people but just like... No, but why don't they remake bad movies? Another show. Yes. 
this stars Hugh Jackman, Kate Beckinsale. Uh, who else? Really doesn't matter. CGI. CGI. A lot of CGI. <laughs> Beautiful Vampire Bride. <laughs> probably should have its own yes. like casting thing at CGI. Uh, this actually, the budget was $160 million for this one. Wow. And it made $300 million. So yeah. it kind of turned a profit. So, well, it kind of split even. Yeah, kind of split even. So it was intended to start a series of Van Helsing adventure movies, but after the reviews and the box office returns just being okay, they dropped all plans of sequels like days into the release. Yeah. So, I mean, we could have seen more, I think. Well, no, based on what we saw, I don't know if I would have wanted to see mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman in this well, kind no, of role. They, so they had, okay, so you know me, I love... If it had been in, a better movie, it would that yeah, would have been sure. an awesome franchise. But I'm, I'm, listen, I like Hugh Jackman, I like Kate Beckinsale, yeah. I like vampires, I like werewolves, I like this mythology. It's, it's, yeah. it, it was an homage to universal, classic Universal Monsters, yeah, yeah. but then they just threw in random stuff that made no sense, like, why does Van Helsing have amnesia about his past? Doesn't matter. Why does uh, Kate Beckinsale, the last of her line, have to do what she has to do? Eh, we don't really have an explanation for that. Why does Frankenstein have to swing on a metal cable like Tarzan from a vine? Because it looks cool. Why'd they have to kill off Kate Beckinsale? Because they're dumb, and I hate them for doing it. She was the best part of that movie, even though she was the worst part of that movie. And, and then when she was talking in the she sky... She was the worst part of the movie? Her accent's a little off. She became a force ghost at one point. She, at, the, at the end, it's like this giant face in, in the, the clouds. Sky, yeah. That's her at the end. It's because, a Mufasa oh, moment. Yeah, for that's real. Right, they're trying yeah. to make you not feel bad for the fact that Hugh Jackman killed her when he was a werewolf. Spoiler alert for 2004. But I think this is one of these movies that in time is going to get a pass. Because I feel like no. people... No, people enjoy watching stuff like this. In fact, this DVD run, they made, like, in the first week, $65 yeah. million. Dollars. I, I actually know several people who just enjoy watching this mindlessly. No, okay. and that's the thing. So, this, is, this is a cable and DVD classic, no, do you know I this will is? say. This is, like, Rocky Point Haunted House. Sure. Uh, you used to go there, and you'd wait in line, and they'd have these random movie clips playing with no sound, but just movie clips from horror movies playing on the on screens while you're waiting in line. That's where this belongs, because visually... It's a lot of fun. Yes. Don't want to follow the story, though, because the story doesn't make any sense and it's terrible. But who doesn't want to see all these monsters come together? Granted, maybe not in this movie, but it's with the sound off. This is kind of a cool movie. Monster to watch, Squad like did it better with all the monsters coming together. Yeah, <gasps> I know. I'm agreeing. OK, I don't, I don't think it deserves number two. I'm worst. hesitantly agreeing. Yes. Would you, you wouldn't put it at two worst. Would you put it on the worst, though? Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to review the list, but I think this would land in the middle. OK. Like not not definitely not the best, obviously, but I wouldn't make it in the, in the top five. Worst. So here's yeah. the thing: I think this is just the Universal monsters are kind of cursed, uh, the curse of the mummy. <laughs> but in so two thousand, oh, uh, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in two thousand nine, Guillermo del Toro was going to reimagine Van Helsing. So he's going to take this, reboot it, and it's going to star Tom Cruise as mm-hmm. Van Helsing. So they're going to make it a little more serious. And this happened, obviously, nine years before The Mummy. That kind of makes right. sense, actually. And Guillermo del Toro wanted to do a couple movies with Tom Cruise. They just never really worked out because Guillermo del Toro... Save the Tom Cruise, Guillermo del Toro show. I actually would totally love that show. <laughs> the show, the movies that never happened. And the movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. I have an audience review. You guys oh, ready? yes, please. I mean, i got to put audience reviews on these things. Joel Q. The Laugh. This person would not put their name. It is unknown. This movie is a classic. It's got humor, action, monsters, hotties, melodrama, and pretty solid effects. Anyone who hated this movie probably says the word film too much and is pretentious. Five stars. <laughs> That's me. I say film. <laughs> stop it. Make it stop. That was perfect. So here's the thing. Jake, I'm talking to you right now. Do you say film too much? Listener, I'm talking to you right now. I do say film too much. I'm confused. This is a mixed message. Who are you talking to? You and the listener. Uh, Jacob, mm-hmm. prepare yourself. 
So Joel really wanted Van Helsing to be the worst Kate Beckinsale the movie. The worst? Initially. 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 Because it was the one where I was so excited for it, and then it fell so far. Okay. And so he... I can see that. Just the disappointment. So Joel felt a little bit of inspiration the other day, and you watched a certain trailer for a well, movie. So I, I was looking through Kate's history, and I saw that she had starred in a 2003 romantic comedy with Matthew McConaughey. What? Which I went... I haven't heard of this one. What's this one called? And it was called Tiptoes. And I went, well, I don't know what this movie is. I've no, I, but it has it had Matthew McConaughey, it had Gary Oldman, it had Patricia Arquette. I'm like, these are, huh, these are Peter big Dinklage. Stars. Peter Dinklage. And I went, interesting. So then I looked up the trailer, and then I went to Kent, and I said, Kent, I, I need you to watch this film. <laughs> I need you to watch it. It's rated R. I was like, I don't want to watch it. You watch it. You 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 <laughs> you condemn your own soul and watch this. And then let me know if it belongs on or anywhere on our list. Yes, because we were trying to finish up this list. I'm excited. And because I feel like Van Helsing was a bit... All, and all those worst movies were harsh. This seriously feels like one of those movies that they have tried so hard to sweep under the rug so no one ever knows about it. Because it got a release in the UK. It never was released in theaters here in the US. It was only a DVD release. I'm going to read the plot synopsis on IMDb if I may. I feel like... No, I feel like that's too much. No, no it, it just... I feel like it's saying too much for the plot. Well, for the plot, yes. Here's the synopsis. The story of a peculiar love triangle involving two brothers. Jake. Okay. 2003. The year of how to lose a guy in 10 days. This came out right after Serendipity. And then right after, yeah, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Okay, so picture these two beautiful people on screen in the same movie in a romantic comedy. It why should, why wouldn't like, it do better? Yeah, it should work. Now, let me what, explain a little bit of the plot. Well, what, what would be something you think that would torpedo this, Jacob? This, these are two attractive people in a romantic comedy at the height of romantic comedies. What would torpedo this? What would torpedo this? Um, what would make someone want to forget this movie so badly that people haven't even heard of it anymore? Oh, gosh. I, there's so many things. Yes. I want to say some things, but then I'm worried you're going to... You'd be right. You're going to quote me out of context when I say Just them, go so. ahead and say them. <laughs> Not too controversial if you have anything. Just I don't know. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. We're going to try to so, be as sensitive as possible. Well, here's the thing. This is a movie with Kate Beckinsale and Matthew McConaughey's romantic leads. And just like any rom-com, you know how they are. Someone's keeping a secret. Yeah. Okay. Matthew McConaughey is keeping a secret. Is this about incest? No. No. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, man. That would be... Another layer to this. <laughs> but he's keeping a secret. And do you know what his secret is, Jake? Jeez. He is the only normal-sized person in a family of little people. Matthew McConaughey okay. is, <laughs> comes from the family of little people. And he is ashamed of it. Wait, what was the title? Tiptoes. 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 Because we have to tiptoe around this topic? His, yes. his brother. Yes, we do. Oh, His so, brother is a little person. Mm -hmm. Played. Gary Oldman. Gary, Gary Old Oldman as as in as in. Uh, let me just Google right now how. So tall this is, is why Peter Dinklage is in this movie. He's Peter also, Dinklage yeah. is not his little brother. Peter, Peter Dinklage is like his brother's friend, and they he made is him a French really communist. Tall. Gary Oldman is five foot nine. Just throwing that out there. Yes, and they in this movie on his knees. He's a little person on his knees. He yes. plays this movie on his knees. Yes. And they added uh, some prosthetics, uh, like, like they gave him kind of a hunched shoulder. Yes. And like uh, some face uh, changing Are they really stuff. having like short people jokes? Is that really the theme of this movie? Because that would be... No. So not he exactly. here's the thing. Actually, the cast is full of little people. It really is. And it's, it's so it's a... 
<laughs> I mean, anyone you've seen on TV or movies that's a little little celebrity. Is that the right way to say little, little it? Person, I yeah. tiptoes once again. You keep saying little, yeah, people. They like. are they are in this movie and they full on in this movie say some very derogatory things Kate, from a 2019 point of Kate view. Kate Beckinsale is like, "Wait, there you didn't tell me your family was midgets." And he says, "Please, honey, they're dwarves." That's the kind of conversations that happen in there. So, okay, Jake, okay. here's the plot and feel free to ask any questions. I want to hear a bunch of quotes from this movie. <laughs> You I don't. can tell you from the trailer. It's, no, no, no. It's a, from the trailer, it says, and Gary Oldman in the role of a lifetime. He was going for the Oscar in this movie. Everyone's playing this pretty like funny. Well, actually, no. Matthew McConaughey is not playing a very funny. Here's what happens. Okay. Matthew McConaughey gets his girlfriend pregnant. Can I just be honest? I'm going to yes. go home and watch this. <laughs> I want, Can I be there when you watch it? This is almost the room level bad. I promise wow. you. And so he gets he gets his girlfriend pregnant, okay. and then he goes. So there's a chance. Is she a little person? There's a chance that you're going to give birth to a little person, and so they have to deal with that the whole movie, and then they get married. You're so gonna, wait, is Kate the girlfriend? Yes, yes. she's she's the free spirited, fancy girlfriend. Who, by the way, she only accepted the role at minimum wage SAG salary if she could wear her lucky hat during filming. That is true. What? She had a lucky hat. She had a lucky hat and she wanted to wear it. And she says, the only way I'm going to do this for that cheap is if you let me wear my lucky hat. So here's what happened. Outside of the story, the director was like, yeah, that, that works for me. Sure, wear your lucky hat. And then hat. the producer said, no, can we cut that scene? And, he, and the director said, no, that started one of many fights. When they, This is Snyder Cut territory right here. Yeah. They, he finished the movie. For tiptoes. Yeah, yes. he finished the movie and then the they fired him. They edited the movie and they made it a rom-com when it was supposed to be some just indie Sundance movie. Yeah, it actually it actually was at Sundance. So they, they played it at Sundance. The 2004 Sundance Film Festival. He got up there, you know, because usually the director will talk about the movie, and he said how terrible the movie was and how much he hates the producers. Wow. He kind of torpedoed his career. So in fact, so there are a few quotes about the movie. Wait, wait, did you finish yeah. your story about the, what the movie's about? I mean, I don't want to spoil it too much, but basically that's Matthew problem. McConaughey, of, you know, this family member of little people, he hates where he came from. Yes. And he is actually a bad person. The whole movie is about him that he needs counseling to deal with his issues because even Kate comes to at some point. That's and the theme them. of the movie? Yes. Basically. I mean, I, I want to ruin it for you because... The, you should. Ruin it. Ruin it. So they get married, right? And, oh man, this is like, but how do we do it without being rude? Just so... Just give the synopsis of the movie in a very factual manner. Okay. It's coming from the movie, not from you. He's ashamed of his brother. His brother introduces himself to Kate Beckinsale, and they just kind of have this friendly relationship, except for Kate is worried about her baby. She, they, she, I can't believe how insensitive you are. She, <laughs> she has the baby after they get married, and you don't even know that she had it until they get to the hospital, and you see a little doctor walking into this the delivery room, because apparently there's a hospital where it's just little people doctors. Matthew McConaughey starts punching the walls and freaking out that he had... A little person baby. Is that the proper term? Little person baby? I don't know. And That's so I'm letting you talk. And so he I'm not saying these words. He <laughs> is he is pissed, right? And so he just, you know, he like is always mad. She leaves him for a time and just goes to the cabin of the woods to stay with Peter Dinklage, Patricia Arquette, mm -hmm. and uh, Gary, tiny Gary Oldman. Please tell me that she cheats on him with Peter Dinklage. No, no not Peter Dinklage. He's, he's busy, right? Isn't it another little person? So anyways, Matthew McConaughey comes to apologize. This is the end of the movie. By the way, Matthew McConaughey... And finds them it. together. No, not at all. Because uh. there's no chemistry there. There's no montage. There's no relationship at all. Except for he's a very nice brother-in-law. 
essentially. Well, he teaches her how to interact with like little yes. people. Right. Like at one point she says little person Matthew McConaughey and he's like, oh great, you're learning the language, honey. Yeah. All Except right, for this right, one point. Right. At one point in the movie is like, just say, just say what the baby has. Just say what the baby has. Say the word. And she's like, no, I won't do it. And he's like, he's a dwarf. He's a dwarf. <laughs> yeah. This is this is 2003. How are there no red flags for the people know. creating this movie, okay. even in 2003? Okay. No matter so, what the year is, this thing is riddled with red flags. Just so the whole idea. Matthew McConaughey comes to apologize, and you know she's obviously mad at him, and you know Gary Oldman's a little bit mad at him, and so he leaves. He's like, I can change. I'm really trying. She doesn't really accept his apology, so he takes off for good. And then she's like sitting there that night and she's like, I'm having a really hard time. And Gary Oldman says, we'll come to my fire pit in the backyard. He's Southern in this movie in the backyard. And we'll, let's just talk. So they're talking and literally he's like, aren't the stars beautiful tonight? Uh And she goes, you can kiss me if you want. And the movie ends. It ends at that moment. Almost like they ran out of film. It's like they they had no established relationship before. And Matthew McConaughey is a jerk apparently the whole time. So saying this is a movie about a love triangle is wrong. But somehow it turns into that at the very last moment. This movie is hilarious. I guffawed nine times in this movie. And I was by myself. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What are the things from the trailer? I want to read. I want to read. Just quote this from the trailer. (laughs) Should we just have a whole episode on this? I think we are at this point. (laughs) When the going gets rough. It's only the size of your heart that counts. Not the size of your... Your stature. So, yeah. Ken, I, I hope you brought up some of the IMDb trivia that I was did. in there. Well, for, I do want to read like some quotes because obviously people, people ask... Some pe- quotes you shouldn't read. People ask Peter Dinklage, like, what do you think about this? Like, you're a very prestigious actor. Like, how can you take this serious? Why, why didn't you get cast in the Gary Oldman role? Which would have made sense and honestly would have made this an okay movie. He says, there was some flack... Like he's saying, why would you put Gary Oldman on his knees? Uh, That's almost like blackface, which he was kind of being like, that's what people are saying. And he says, and I have my own opinions about political correctness, but I was just like, it's Gary Oldman. He can be whatever he wants. So he's saying he's such a good actor. It's fine that he's playing a little person. Well, he also Hmm. said that the original cut was, quote, gorgeous. Uh, that the director did. Yes. But then the studio came and who fired him and recut the film as a, a, he said, quote, a a rom-com with dwarves. So apparently the original cut, the Snyder cut, as yes. we're calling it, was much better. But the Snyder cut of tiptoes. <laughs> so Gary Oldman, he said. Why so, the crap is it called tiptoes? I don't know. We don't. I don't because know. Because they need to get on their tiptoes. Is I that what know. that means? I, I don't, don't know. What on earth does I that really mean? I didn't see not. it. So okay. when asked what it was like playing a dwarf, and it says this in the IMDb trivia, Gary Oldman said it was very uncomfortable because of the way his knees would rub, rub, rub on the ground. 28 out of 31 found that, that interesting. <laughs> yes. Gary Oldman often made his famous moose soup for the cast and crew. Moose soup. And insisted moose. everyone okay. eat it instead of the provided catering. So he made moose soup, said eat this instead. He claimed it awoke the machines within needed for his once in a lifetime performance. Once in a lifetime performance. Now I want to read one more. I mean, it was once in a lifetime. <laughs> it was once. Because that crap ain't happening again. Can I, can I read one of them? <laughs> oh, please do. Okay. This is from IMDb. Gary Oldman kept his jeans extremely high and tight for the entire film in order to create the illusion of a small person. Apparently, that's all it takes. Yeah. According to Gary Oldman. Um, so in this film, Peter Dinklage <laughs> drank so much water, he became the official water champ. <laughs> that's he, the stupidest fact. He was. Hold on. Hold on, Jake. It gets better. He was soft at first, but got it done in three long chugs. One person found that interesting. <laughs> Me. I clicked interesting. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. No, but really, this is almost, 
the movie, it seems like they set up a camera and just let the people talk. Like the plot is just incoherent. But the, the attention they gave to making Gary Oldman convincing as a little person is amazing. It's Lord of the Rings style no, they're, crafty. They're, they're literally like huh. they cut out a hole in the couch so that he could be in the couch and they had fake legs uh, kind of sitting there crossed. So it looked like he was sitting on a couch. Like they, they were trying and they had a stand in on other yes. times. I saw some behind the scenes footage actually. And it was just amazing the length they went to because they thought this was going to be this Oscar winning sensitive drama. And then it turned into this rom Got butchered. But, or I don't know what it was then, to begin with. I don't know. I don't know. How, like they say gorgeous and good at the beginning. I don't release know how the it was. Cut. Release, release, release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> so Jake, you need to watch that. I actually want to be there when you watch it because I was by myself dying of laughter. I'm interested. Yeah. Yes. Sort of. So there you go. <laughs> there's there's our, our top five worst. Yes. Uh, we have kind of middle of the road things we just kind of give kind of an honorable mention to. Let's like for it. example, like Click. Joel, what do you think about Click? Click was one of those movies that was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, I thought Kate Beckinsale was really good in it. She has such a good American accent. I want to point that out. In fact, that's what kind of what brought her to the attention of Hollywood in the beginning because she's British and has a great American accent. Yeah, but Click wasn't going to make it into our best list because there's no way Kent was going to put it. Adam Sandler movie on the best list. It's as great as she is in that movie. On the flip side, The Aviator. So The Aviator, I'm probably more of a fan of than you that are. That didn't make it to the best list? No. I, I, I would have put it on. Yeah, I really, right? I didn't like the movie to the hmm. point where I ended up stopping it. I fell asleep midway through and the next morning I was like, I don't want to finish it. So I never finished it. So I couldn't put it in the top because I have So you never it. saw him go like truly crazy in the end? No. It's, it's kind of a work of art. It's, yeah, I yeah. just, I didn't get it. And she plays Ava Gardner in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Love and Friendship, which I loved. I friendshiped it. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> no, stop now. Uh, Jake, what about you? Did you like that one? I did. I that, thought it was so clever. Like, it didn't really have an ending no, but at all. But that like, felt like when yeah. you like find on BBC late at night but when you were clicking on channels. But I, I loved her character. Like, and she was kind of, she was villainous. And it for was me, yeah, that, so against type and like the usual uh, expectation of Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, I wish she you was, were in, I mean, granted it's period movies and she's been in a lot of those in her career, but I thought that was the right move for her. It was, it was good. It was she good, good, it was good diversity. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Total Recall. Uh, she was in the remake about that. Which her husband directed, Len Wiseman. Yeah. And she was the, she was the femme fatale in that. that one you could have put in the worst list. See, but I liked her in it. She's the, the I movie, mean, it was yeah, an unnecessary the remake. The movie was, yeah. But yeah. I like I love the cast because Colin yeah. Farrell's great too. And it's just also another one I want to bring up, and I actually want everyone to watch this. I didn't put this on the best because no one's really seen it. It mm-hmm. came out really early 90s. This is called Cold Comfort Farm. Yeah. This is a TV movie. It's one of my favorites. If you can find it, I think it's on Amazon Prime Video. You lived. have to rent it for yeah. a few bucks. That's why I know it. Totally worth watching. Charming, all that. I think this is like one of her best performances Cold comfort easily. Farm. Yes. Yep. Well, and I wanted to give Stars also some a bunch love. Of little people. I wanted to give some no, love to no, no, no. Uh, mm-hmm. Much Ado About Nothing as well because that is a very good adaptation of the Shakespeare work. Keanu That's Reeves not in aside. your top either? No, it, it didn't It didn't quite make it what there. What on earth is in your top? Because of Kent. Get ready. I, oh, you guys want to guess, by the way, her highest rated Rotten Tomatoes film? Do you want to guess what it is? What's that site? I only read the audience reviews. Love and Friendship? Correct. Okay, 97%. Nice. I am victorious. 97% with 201 reviews. Wow. Uh, you guys want to guess her lowest? Yeah, whiteout. Zero percent for disappointments room. Hey, what's that one too? Twenty-four reviews. It's actually really terrible. I want to put on the worst stuff, but you know, I haven't seen it. Yeah, so it feels really like that it. would be on the worst. Stuff. It, it, yeah. it belongs there. It, it was one that I went. Should it knock out tiptoes? And Kent's like, no, definitely not. So good knockout. Some others. Yeah. Nothing beats tiptoes. But now, Kate, Pearl Harbor. as you listen to us, it we are going to Pearl do Harbor. the best. And Here are our five best Kate Beckinsale movies, starting with. Stonehurst Asylum from 2014. Surprise entry right here. Yeah, this is one that other people know about. Also known as Eliza Graves. Yes. So here's the synopsis. 
An Oxford graduate takes up a job in a mental asylum only to discover that the revolutionary new treatments are inhumane and that there is more going on than meets the eye. Directed by Brad, Brad Anderson, who did The Machinist, and starring Kate Beckinsale, Jim Sturgis, David Thewis, Ben Kingsley, Ben Kingsley, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. This is one where it, I didn't expect much about it at all. Except, I mean, is it because you saw it on Netflix? Yes. I yeah. saw it was on Netflix. I'm like, oh. No, yeah, I'll watch that during Halloween. A PG-13 horror movie starring Kate Beckinsale, perfect for Halloween. And it was actually surprisingly good. Well, it's funny, right? I mean, because this one, you're like, oh, I've seen Shutter Island, and here's Ben Kingsley and another... This came out four years after that. Right. So this will probably just be a copycat, but it surprised me as well. And I think it's because of the source material was good, and then they adapted it very well. It's, a lo- it's loosely based on Edgar Allan's short story, The, Sy- the System of Dr. Tar and Professor Feather. Yes. Which is... A, it's, a good, it's a good short story. And yeah. the, the Kate Beckinsale's role, it's not major... Even though the movie's named after her. Yeah, but at the same time, she's definitely the most memorable part of the movie. Easily. Yeah. Have you seen this one, Jake? I haven't. It's on my watch list, though. Totally worth watching for free, and, uh, and it made our top five best list. It did. Yeah. Like, it's a big I'll, surprise. Although, I don't want you to get your hopes up, because it is, like I said, they're they're all kind of good, and this is in that, yeah, it's good. It's fine. It, it's, yeah. it's the, uh, oh, how would Jacob put it? It's the Paul Rudd of uh, horror movies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, what's number four, Joel? Number four is Vacancy, another horror movie. 2007. A married couple becomes stranded at an isolated motel and finds hidden video cameras in their room. This is the Wilson brother, right? Which... Uh, Luke Wilson, yes. Luke yes. Wilson, yeah. So this one, uh, Kate Beckinsale, Luke Wilson, they're a couple who get stranded and they go to this hotel room and things are a little weird and they find out that the... That the they, they find a videotape and they put the videotape in the VCR and they see their hotel room and people getting killed in their hotel room, and they suddenly realize there's cameras all over the room, and that they're part of this ring to create these videos for truckers who drive by. Yeah, and it's it's <laughs> a ring of videos for truckers. Well, it's snuff films. They're, they're making snuff, snuff films making for snuff, truckers. Yes, it's yeah. uh, it's huge in uh, in the market over there in the <laughs> New England. No, please if you no. Had, if you like, just saying it's for truckers, like <laughs> it like it delegitimizes it entirely. It's it, like, well, it does it's except for, for truckers. It does except for there's a whole thing where like a guy, a trucker comes to the thing and they, they're like, oh, some help, some help, and he's there to buy one of the VHSs. That's kind of what it is, but. <laughs> But hey, no. the, they're like, actually, sir, you have a late fee. You can't really buy another movie. <laughs> so uh, movie? go to Blockbuster down the, st- the, the, the street. The reason I like this movie Evil was, is because it was a it was an interesting horror film. Like it was one where I was like, I don't know where this is exactly this is going to go. Yeah. And my wife famously has said that when she got done watching this movie, her body ached because her muscles were tense the entire time. Well, here's what it is. It's it's a mix of the strangers right there. Even though they're in a hotel, it's kind of a home invasion story of sorts. Yes. It's got some eight millimeter stuff in there. It's a pretty creepy scenario and well, actually well, a cool setting as well. Well, it's also very hopeless because I, yeah. I don't want to give any too much away, but they try so many different avenues to get help. Yes. And every way is basically either cut off or rerouted back to the hotel so they can't escape what, what, they're, what right. they're going, what's happening. Well, so the the filmmakers, they said this film was intended as an homage to old school, old school horror films like Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying because of this, the emphasis is on suspense over gory violence. Yeah. So even though it's about uh, snuff films, it's really just putting them in the worst situation possible and just re- focusing on that. And I didn't feel this one was like gory or bloody for gory or bloody's sake. Right. Like there's a reason for that. Uh, also, do you know who's originally cast in this? No. Sarah Jessica Parker. 
Oh, with Luke Wilson, with huh? With Luke Wilson. And she dropped out before filming began, so they get put Kate Beckinsale in there. I, I don't know if Kate really loves this movie because she actually doesn't like Luke Wilson very much or didn't, I really? should say. Yeah, he said he often showed up hungover, late, and unprepared. Wow. Yeah, no, no, wrong. That's well, Ron never, Wilson. That's, that's, that was his brother reacting to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I never party with that guy anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm glad you anymore. stopped. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. When you were around him, Jacob, you were different. I, I, I agree. Uh, by the way, this that was directed by Nimrod Antal. Yes. I just like that name. You just want to say that I name. I feel like you just made that up. Who's direct, who directed Predators? Let's move on to number three. Number three is the movie It's Underworld. 2003. Yes. We, we put this on there, and I can't put this on there. I don't know why I don't like the Underworld movies more than I Neither. do. Neither. Because it's Kate Beckinsale. Right. It's vampires. Good. It's werewolves. Good. It's that the trifecta of things I like. The first one's pretty darn fun. But then it just doesn't... You know this has been Bacon Cell approved on both the Vampire and Werewolf show, though, it right? It is, but the highest grade I've ever given an Underworld movie was a C, and that was this one. Really? That's but it's pretty low. It is, because I think it's just an average movie. Well, okay, spoiler alert for Underworld. When you finally see the werewolf-vampire hybrid at the end, it's a, gray, a man with gray skin and black eyes. Yeah, but he's really strong. So, <laughs> what is it you're expecting? And his abs a are cool. werewolf vampire hybrid. I'm picturing like this giant monster with huge fangs and claws, like something terrifying. All right, Joel. It said no. he walks out looking like I don't know a demon from Supernatural. This is this is why this belongs so on looks the list. Great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're trying to slam Supernatural. Jake won't let you. No, I actually, yeah, exactly. I just threw out the bait. I wanted to see if yeah. Jake would take it. This is why this movie is so cool. Is because this is an original story. They create an entire history and mythology of vampires and werewolves, and it feels like it's adapted from something. Like the way they talk about like. The royal family of the it's vampires. True. It does have that sense of right? uh, of history. No, I thought yeah. it. Yeah. I thought it came even from though, like, even how they awake and and new yeah, ones come true. to get revenge mm-hmm. and there are rules. Yeah, it's like cool ideas. And, yeah. and granted, it was taken from the post Matrix time, and when, it what, it came out the same year as Tiptoes. <laughs> Don't just say <laughs> that. Really? It did two thousand three, <laughs> and so everything is kind of filmed under this blue light and it's dark. But this style is undeniably cool. Even like the slow camera tricks, which we've seen so many times, they fit this movie. And I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but it's pretty darn cool. I would it's watch got this some one. Entertainment moments. It does every well, October. Well, and Kate Beckinsale said it was a very it was a big challenge to play an action hero because she said she couldn't even catch a ball if it was coming her way. Yeah. Uh, also, she said that she was happy that this took off, but then she was afraid her action career took off a little too much because of this movie. I agree with that. She was perfectly happy doing these, you know, uh, classical roles in indie films. But then this happened and all of a sudden she became this huge action star. She's like, that's not me, but I'm glad it happened. Well, she's actually at a point now. She was recently asked if she would be in any more Underworld movies after the fifth one, which is Underworld Blood Wars. Hasn't there been a sixth? Nope. That is the last one. And she said no more. Hmm. She did say that after two and then quit for three and then came back for four and five. And I do think five is better than four. But the numbers or the movies? Uh, both. Okay. Five yes. is definitely a better number. It is but definitely higher. we should higher. save it for our number, our number show. Our number tearing show. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. But no, I actually think the first movie and the second movie, they're both pretty high quality. I have such a hard time keeping them one from the other, though. They all blend together. Well, they're together. similar because it is a really continuing... Yeah. Number one and two, really continuing story. It's like the Paranormal Activity movies where I'm just like, I know they, they kind of But there's still quality in there. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Was this number three? This is number, number three. three. Okay. Number two is Broke Down Palace. Surprise, right? 1999. 
Two women are arrested for smuggling while vacationing in Thailand. Starring Kate, Claire Danes, and Bill Pullman. Yes. Directed by Jonathan Kaplan, who did Project X and Bad Girls. Like Project X from the 80s, one with Matthew Broderick and the chimpanzee. Yeah. That's the, the good one. one. That's okay. the one. So Broke Down Palace, the reason I think it, it, I really enjoyed it is because it was real terror to me because these two girls... It feels hopeless. We have these two girls, they're vacationing in Thailand and then they meet this guy and he ends up tricking them into... He puts some drugs in their backpack and they end up in a Thai prison. And then Kate Beckinsale is just this naive girl, this high school girl, basically. Are they college or high school? I can't even remember right now. I think they're senior year high school. Yeah, but they, they go there and she they say she's tells them everything that happened and then they cite her piece of paper saying okay here's your confession go ahead and sign it we'll give it to the judge and it's in another language and she signs it not realizing she's signing a confession saying that she's transported drugs so all of a sudden like they start getting like everything bad starts happening like they get thrown in the prison they can't get out and it just felt very like hopeless it's damaging yes yeah and Claire, Blaine's has, Claire Danes has her cry face on for a good portion of the movie. I mean, it's Claire Danes. When does she not? In yes. fact, I have some fun facts about Claire Danes from this movie. Oh, go for it. So in an interview, she actually complained about the conditions in the Philippines. She said it was that she complained about the heat, humidity. Yeah, they couldn't feel in Thailand, by the it, way. It was filthy. She talked about cockroaches, poor and disabled people. Wow. And so she was declared persona non grata by the Philippine government and barred from entering the com- uh, country. Claire Danes? Yes. Wow. She can't go back. So 84 people out of 85 found this interesting. <laughs> also, this was the first film for Claire Danes that she did not have her mother on the set with her. One out of one people found that interesting. Well, she, good for her. I think your mom think found that interesting. Kate was like, kind of controlling. I think Kate was like 26 years old when they filmed this. Yeah, Claire so Danes she was, was meant like, to be a kid. Yeah, Claire Danes was a teen, I'm pretty she sure. She was. Uh, apparently Claire Danes wanted to become friends with Kate Beckinsale, but she found her quote complicated and prickly during the filming, which is crazy because she is a sweetheart. Uh, this movie also has a personal connection because, uh, when I went on my honeymoon, we went to To the Philippines or Thailand. No, we went to the Bahamas. Okay. And we, so we get off and my wife had never been in the ocean. And so we get off on the, on the port there in Nassau in Bahamas and, we start walking and I see there's a Hilton hotel and they have like a private beach there. And I'm like, well, let's just walk through the hotel and go dip our feet in the ocean. Which your family owns, of course. Yes. The, yes. Uh, just we, get to the part yes. where you're a drug mule. Okay? We own the <laughs> British colonial Hilton Nassau. <laughs> but no, we start walking back so there. So much buildup, I can't tell I you. Know. And my wife starts freaking out because in the movie uh, Broke Down Palace, they go and sneak into a hotel pool. They go and hang out in the pool that they, they're not staying at, but it's a fancy hotel mm-hmm. and they get in big trouble for it. And that's actually how they meet this guy and end up getting the drug mules. So my wife was so worried. She starts talking to me about this movie as we're going over there. Like, we're going to go on the beach. They're not going to know we're not, you know, that we're not guests here. We're oh, going to get busted. Great. And she was so worried about it. And I was like, if we have any issues, I'll just pull up my ID that says, Mr. Hilton, they'll back off because we're at the Hilton. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my, my first wife is in, uh, in a Thai prison now. And my wife, <laughs> uh, Kurt, she's, she's doing great. <laughs> oh, man, that took she a dark turn. She hadn't legally <laughs> changed her name yet. So, you know, Yikes. she couldn't use that excuse. But yeah, love you, honey. It makes so much sense. But yeah, Broke Down Palace, is, it's a stressful movie. And it is a little cliche. It is a little corny. Critics don't actually love it. No. But I think it's really quite solid. 31% Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez. Yeah. But okay. what do they know? And a major none, number two. none of our best are considered fresh by Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Good. Point that out. Great. But what is the best Kate Beckinsale movie? We have, may have mentioned it on the show before. I would say this is the one considered great. You guys have made a really interesting list of... Yeah. It's surprising. Can sell. With our Sur- powers combined. Unexpected, yeah. surprising, Whoa. questionable. Those are all the words I mean <laughs> when I say interesting. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I think obviously a movie like Love and Friendship like is a great movie, but it's not always like a favorite movie for a lot of yeah. people. 
No. So what Not is, like Van Helsing. What is the number one favorite movie? Jacob, I think you know. And, and think Joel on this one, because this is definitely Joel's This pick. has got to be serendipity. It's yes. totally serendipity. Yeah. A couple search for each other. I feel like movie voice guy is inappropriate that. It's got to be more. A couple search for each other years after the night they first met, fell in love and separated, convinced that one day they'd end up together. Starring Kate, John Cusack, Eugene Levy, Bridget Moynihan. Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Uh, Molly Shannon. By, directed by Peter Chelsom, who also directed Hannah Montana, the movie. So they, they way to bring the room down. Yeah, they don't have a budget on this one. Made seventy-seven million. I did have a budget on this one actually. What is it? Twenty-eight million. Okay, so yeah. good profit so today. They turned a profit on this one. Fifty-nine uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It almost made the fresh, but uh, this Only one fifty-nine. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Which I th- I consider this one of the great romantic comedies ever. Like in my list of romantic comedies, this is definitely up. This there. is tier one romantic comedy. Totally. Okay. Well, is it, you wouldn't put it there? I would probably just because of Kate and John Cusack. Like, I love the two of them. Didn't we have I, a romantic comedy movie? It wasn't a tearing show, though. It wasn't a tearing. No. Yeah. yeah. No, this one, I feel like I, Kate Beckinsale is absolutely adorable. I love the idea of fate kind of yeah. driving them together, even though... So they write the phone number. One writes on a dollar bill. One writes on uh, a book. And then right. they, they put them out in the, in the world and see if they come back to him. And I'm like, not once during all those years did you get a call from someone saying, hey, I found your phone number in this book of love and the time of cholera. I was hoping if you could point me in the right direction. <laughs> could you just review Is this based off like that? experiences you've had, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you put, put your phone number on a dollar bill. Let's see how many calls you get. I Yikes. mean, really, that doesn't make a lot of sense. That's right? when the drug trade comes into play. Uh, yeah. I'll put, so, I'll put Ken's number on a dollar bill. I'll actually, just let him tell me how it would goes. Would you please? Yeah, okay. That'd be great. I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> could use it. But okay. it's so cute. Like, and just, I love the way they're able to come together. And it's just, it's one of those movies that I enjoy every time I watch it. And I get that warm, happy, fuzzy feeling every time I see it. Yeah. I need to watch it again. I've only seen it twice. Really? In like a long time I do time want this ago. one if you want to borrow it. Well, yeah, for certain occasions. When we have our sleepover and we watch it together. We're putting that on the list? Yeah. Okay. You really agreed to is, this? Is someone keeping track of this I would, list? I hope so. Because reverse listener, get on that. (laughs) All all the movies that we mentioned are going to go to our sleepover. So fun fact on this one. So during filming of this movie in New York City, the following note was posted on the trailer. And it said... The the, the physical trailer. The trailer. Yes. Yes, we are filming a movie. It is called Serendipity. It stars John Cusack and some girl from Britain that you wouldn't know, even if we told you her name. Ouch. Wow. I mean, it's kind of funny, though, right? Like, it's tongue-in-cheek... This, this wasn't her, I mean, Pearl Harbor would probably be her breakout role, yes. but this is definitely the one I first noticed her on. Yeah, but isn't that so funny? It's like, uh, no, guys, I know you don't know her yet, but it's Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. You're going to know her. And we know her. We know her. We know you, Kate. So Thanks this, for listening, Kate. Is this the first one you watched at first? Did you guys answer that? I think so. I think this is, well, this is the first one I definitely picked up Much on. Much Ado About Who's Nothing. That? Much Ado for me, yeah. I yeah. probably saw Much Ado About Nothing, that. but I, yeah, I was, I was too, like I said, I was too focused on Ken Reeves being like, what is he doing? <laughs> What is he doing? Yeah. Denzel's <laughs> so cool. You're what is Keanu, Keanu doing? Yeah. The range of Keanu. <laughs> That's my band's name in college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. That is a Yay. good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so there you go. There's our, our top five bacon cell approved, which were uh, going approved? five to one. We had Stonehurst Asylum, Vacancy, Underworld, Broke Down Palace, and Serendipity. Can you want to run down the worst? The worst avoid, are... Avoid these. Underworld Awakening, Pearl Harbor, Whiteout, Van Helsing, and Tiptoes. <laughs> now, she also has a new series on Amazon. It's called The Widow. It's a little slow moving. It's a widow slow. It, oh. widow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's a cool concept. I don't know if it quite pans out. Jake, have you finished this one yet? 
I know. Okay. I, I, I think I had three or four, three episodes in. Yeah. And I and I just haven't had the the interest, honestly, to go exactly. back. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly where right. I'm at. Mm-hmm. I think the concept is great. She did the, the acting of everyone is great, but it, almost it falls feels apart. Like it, it should work. Yes. And I'm like, why isn't this working for me? Right. I'm like, yeah, there's even cliffhangers and mm-hmm. people dying. And mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, Jacob loves people dying. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things to happen on <laughs> wow. shows. Wow, he like admitted a, it. <laughs> dot, 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 on shows. Uh, on shows. 2008, dot, 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 teen. teen. <laughs> but I would love to see her in, in more TV series. I feel like well-written TV series that have parts that are great for her. Other than, because I'm, I'm kind of done with action movies and her right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I know she may be finished with period pieces, but I want like a great television series well, see, and I on want, like HBO with she her does in need it. That, yeah. I want more com- comedic roles for okay. her. Oh, because she, she is great. She is funny. Yes. And I, like I see her on her social posts and I think she's hilarious. And I'm like, why does this never come across in the movies? Why is she always playing, playing such a serious character? Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, I'll just keep watching her movies. I'll yeah, of course. Every time it's like Kate Beckinsale, I'm like, yes, what is this? I'll watch you this. You know, it's just, and Kate, you need a better choice than men. I'm just saying. I'm like, <laughs> no, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> I'm right here. No, we said we weren't going to get into I'm that. right here. We agreed not to get into that. I'm kind of Jewish looking. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not sure you're young enough, man. I'm funny sometimes. <laughs> Kate, right here. Maybe if you laugh like, laugh like Michael Sheen, she might like you. Yeah, try. <laughs> That's exactly no, that right. Was a, that was a bird call. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There's birds attacking the window. Yeah. But there you go. So there's our list. Thank you so much for listening, uh, Kate, and as well as the listener. We appreciate your time here. Yes. And before we go, we want to thank everyone who supports the show, including you listening. But specifically, we want to thank the, the listener category for our patrons. Patrons? Patreons, whatever you are. So we have Terry Finley, Scott Sprague, A More Civilized Podcast, Jordan Rexick, Stephen Ross, and Adrian Gray, Listener Emeritus, right there. Mm -hmm. Also, Bacon Council, we have Nicole Nicole D. Hale, Spencer Myers, The Spirit of 38 Podcast, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, and Matt's Mudro. Thank you. We love you so much. If you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with Quick Wits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quick Wits Facebook page. If you want to find me at Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. I can't remember that time I said you're no Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah, that's rude. I know. Don't say I just wanted to relive that. Do you still that. stand by that? <clears throat> you can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, find Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale and on Instagram. Go to our merchandise store, tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale to pick out whatever sort of magical merchandise you would like. Uh, from there, there's tons of things to choose from. It's a really cool place. Also, mm-hmm. become a patron of Bacon Sale, patron.com slash bacon sale and you can go and support us and get lots of cool extra perks and stories and photos and uh, what else am I missing all here? that good stuff uncut shows and yeah. thing. and honestly it's just to, it's to help us out pay the bills yeah. yeah so until next time this is Kate Beckinsale and you just listen to bacon sale so you just write fan fiction now about fantasy situations is that what happens well hello yes felt oh, cute might delete it later <laughs> Eating vegan, eating, eating vegan. And I don't want to blame it on Jacob, but I'm blaming it on Jacob. <laughs> Although that new live documentary she put out, oh, uh, Queen Bee. Yes, Queen. Yes. Did you, you have a home video old. called that? Can- <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a gleeful punch, Joel. It was. It was like, yeah, bam. That goops me right out. <laughs> I don't like that. There's so... 
They're so. She has like a this, sultry voice. Yeah, it's like a little thicker. You know, it's. I don't think it's super attractive. Thicker. Sul I don't think sultry you can say that. It's a thicker so, voice. I, I'm over here sultry and kids like it's thicker. Sounds you like she's I mean. eating porridge. I love it. <laughs> huh. Kate Beckinsale was almost a Disney princess. I don't know. Maybe it's the singing. It's a little too. She goofy. does have a thicker voice. He's Stelco. Stet Stetco. Stetco. Let's go with Stetco. <laughs> This is Snyder Cut territory right here. Yeah. They, he finished the movie. For tiptoes. Love and Friendship. Which I loved. I friendshiped it. It's <laughs> a ring of videos for truckers. Well, it's snuff, snuff films making for snuff truckers. Yes. My first wife is in a Thai prison now, and my wife, <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's doing great. Unexpected, yeah. surprising, questionable. Those are all the words I mean <laughs> when I say interesting. Hey. I found your phone number in this book of love and the time of cholera. I was hoping if you could point me in the right direction. Big Jacob butt. loves people dying. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things to happen. <laughs> A war to eradicate both species. Both species. Species. <laughs> both species. <laughs> <laughs> no speeches. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Speeches, speeches. Okay, I love that movie. By the way, yeah, it's great. We're gonna watch it so much when I was fifteen. Speeches. Three, two, one. Eradicate both species. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Speeches. <laughs> Three, two, one. Eradicate both species. Dang it. <laughs> you were so close. You were. We were really close on that one. Three, two, one. Eradicate both species. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a brain reset here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Both. Speeches? Speeches. <laughs> Speeches. <laughs>